You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Peachtree Football. Now, your host, Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. Oh, that leads me into my, my next topic, Bo. And this is something... I think it's very interesting. You can make an argument for both sides, but I've picked my side and I want to see what side you are on. Which side of the ball has more pressure to perform, offense or defense? Now, there's a couple of ways you can go here. I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna make my case first, and I'm, and I'm interested to see which side you're on. I think it's the offense. Why? One, your head coach is offensive minded. He is a great offensive mind. He is what people are calling offensive guru. He's drawing the plays. He's calling the plays. With that being said, all the guys they've drafted on the offensive side of the ball, obviously the past three picks they've used on skill position players, B. John Robinson this year, Drake London in 2021, Kyle Pitts in 2020. So that's a lot of draft capital you have invested on the offensive side of the ball the other thing about it is too obviously just just the amount of pressure Desmond Ritter has on him to perform this year I mean that could honestly seal it alone but the amount of there is also uh there is also questions about Kyle Pitts now I don't think there should be any worries about Kyle Pitts, but there have been questions about Kyle Pitts. Is he going to be able to have a, a bounce back year coming off the injury? Is he going to be able to, you know, have more of a season like his rookie season, maybe with more touchdowns than he was last year. Now, and last year he was hurt. So, you know, you have to give him a little bit of a pass there, but those have those, those rumblings have been out there, you know? So I think there's a lot more pressure on the offense. And the thing, other thing about it too, with, investing the the draft stock that you have in the offensive side of the football the uh, you know we we talked about this uh before a while back ago you know they did spend a lot of money on the defensive side of the ball yes you 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 got it you you spent a lot of money when you talk about free agent uh free agent dollars you did invest a lot on the defensive side of the ball in free agency yes but and i'm not saying they missed by any stretch of me so let me be clear i'm not saying they missed on anybody offensively but it's important to make sure you're hitting on draft picks. We know how you can get set back if you miss on draft picks and first round picks to uh, to especially to that point. So, I mean, just to give you an example, we've we've struggled as a as a pass rushing team because we have we've just straight up missed on on, on some pass rushers and not this regime. I'm not putting on this regime. The last regime, you know, they drafted Tack McKinley. Where is he now? He's not on the roster. Vic Beasley. He he did have a good season. He did have one good season. And, you know, the, his contract year wasn't terrible, but where is he now? 
It's not on the roster. And if you ask Falcons fans, they probably call Tack McKinley a miss. They probably call Vic Beasley a miss. So we know how important it is if you miss on guys. So you can't afford to have any of the guys. And again, I'm not saying that they did miss on any of these guys because obviously they have their whole careers ahead of them. But you can't afford to miss on high draft picks, obviously. You can't afford to miss really on any first-round draft picks, period. So without all those reasons being said, I think there is more pressure on the offensive side of the football to, to perform this year. Well, I would say I, I could go either way. Um, I would agree with you that when you have three first-round draft picks in, in three consecutive years under the brand, under this new regime, then there is pressure to score points. The problem is the offense was one of the best rushing – was the top three, uh, maybe the yeah. second-best rushing offense in the league last year. Right. And, um, and they only looked to get better. Um, they ran, right. they faced more stacked boxes than any other offense in the league last year and produced better than any other team in the league last year. Correct. So it's easy to say there, but I would go ahead and look at the fact that all the positional spending other than Johnu Smith from this roster and re-signing, you know, the guys that you needed, like extending Chris Lindstrom and re-signing Caleb McGarry, which is keeping sure. your own, but all the guys you brought in from David Onyemata and Calais Campbell and, uh, Kendall uh, Ellis and um, Jesse Beta um, and Mike Hughes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you the, the, you can go a uh, Jesse Bates, who was the yep. biggest, highest price free agent, and yep. then you brought in a new DC and Ryan Nielsen. You know, those were all all your money from outside was, was spent. spent. On- Johnny Smith was a yep. trade, but all the money on the outside that spent came on defense. that came to the defense. So. Yep. You spent a lot of free cap space on defense. You went out and got the the best secondary player available on defense in Jesse Bates. You improved this defense at every level, seemingly. And and you did it on based on a guy in Ryan Nielsen and, and what he wants to do with the defense and where it differs from Dean P. So you can we can talk about the cheaper players with draft draft capital spent, but price tag wise. That's fine. We've seen the offense perform with lesser talent because of the coach. So I would, I would have to. Say, I'm not saying I disagree with you about the offense because yeah. I think when you spend draft capital like that with players like Jalen Carter on the board, mm-hmm. then you've you've got to perform. But right. on the other side, they signed a lot of. If they tied up a lot of money. And what will look what are supposed to be impact players. Um, so defense is the one that's got to improve. You lost games last year, not because you couldn't control the football because you could or score points because you did not as great as you wanted to, but you shortened games with how you played because your defense was flawed. And you you need the defense to be better to open the offense up to use B. John Robinson at, at, at what his best skill set to use Drake London and Kyle Pitts. You know, Desmond Ritter's not going to get a chance to do the things that people want to see from him if this um this defense is allowing points every time. And every time they get the ball, they're shredded and they go down the field because now 
you have to play a certain style of offense to cut the game shorter and try to control that to keep your defense in limited possessions because you don't trust them and they can't get after the, the, the quarterback and all those things. And I think that was an extent last year. That is something that 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 happened based on the, the personnel that the defense had or lack of personnel, lack of talent on that side, especially at times when you did not have anybody in that secondary that you honestly trusted because A.J. Terrell and um, Casey Hayward are both who's gone now, but we're both yep. off the field. And yep. you've got the Cornell Armstrongs, no offense. No, nope. but, but but you've got um, those type, you know, the uh, the young players like, um, Jay, you know, Isaiah Oliver is gone, but D. Alford and Cornell Armstrong and Darren Hall yep. are, are your three cornerbacks on the field because you're a nickel. So that's a situation where, you know, we can say the offense, but honestly, the defense is under just as much pressure, including the new D.C. and Ryan Nielsen. So, um I understand the offense, and I don't disagree, but I can make an argument just as big of an argument for the defense being under just as much pressure. You absolutely can, and I think that's why it's such an interesting conversation. And it brings me to this question. So I talked about how hard it can be to bounce back from missing on on draft picks, whether the first round draft pick, second round, whatever. If if you if you miss in the draft, it is hard to bounce back from. And the and again, I, I touched on the Falcons have kind of gone through that themselves in, in in certain years. But you could say the same thing for bad free agent signings. Hard to bounce back from from that as well. Which one would you say it it, it is harder to bounce back from? Is it harder to kind of work around? Miss draft picks, or is it harder to work around miss miss free agent signings? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, hell, that's a that's <laughs> I mean it's, not, of, it's almost one of the same, but well look, it's not any it's not a I feel like I'm trying I feel like I'm tr- coming off like smartest guy in the room or trying to and I'm not trying to. Let me explain no. something. It depends on where you're at. Mm-hmm. The Falcons are gonna have a ton of money next year. Yeah. Um and so if they miss on a Jesse Bates or an Anyamata this year, it's okay. It all depends on the guaranteed money that is put out there. But right. let me say something. When what what killed the Falcons um, at the end of the Thomas Dimitrov era were they re-signed their own, which was the right thing to do. But when you re-sign your own and they're contributing, you're you're basically taking money and you're signing players long-term. So your, your, your cap space is going down, especially when you have a franchise quarterback making franchise quarterback money, which right. they did. So the quarterback money, that kind of really changes the game. Right. 
with 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 a Desmond Ritter right now and the money he's making, or if they had a rookie quarterback, yeah, you could miss on some free agents. But when you get a franchise quarterback and you're paying him that, now you're in a position where you can't miss on draft picks. And the reason is because you build your team through the draft and then you resign your own and you sprinkle in veteran players, right? Right. Right. So Supplement the Falcons the made a conscious decision to to build through free agency on the defense. Right. And to build through the draft on the offense. Correct. Um you just can't afford to be paying players top level money and miss on the draft. Mm. Um, so to me, you can, the missing on the draft is what really hamstrings franchises, especially once the, the, the worm turns. And right. you start, does that, does that make sense? Yes. Um, it makes sense and answers the question. So to me, the draft is the way to not only restock, but to build some key pieces. Correct. Um, and you can always sprinkle in free agents, right? Right. Um, but when you when you start winning and you get to the place that the Falcons were in the 16 and 17 seasons, to answer your question, that version of the Falcons couldn't miss on draft picks like they did with Tack McKinley. Right, right. Um, like they did with some offensive linemen. Everyone always says the Julio Jones trade crippled this team. No. It didn't. No. What I will tell you is, because they say, well, look at all the draft capital you traded. And that's true. You traded a lot of draft capital. What right. crippled the team was missing on Peter Kahn's the, ne uh, the next year and missing on Lamar Holmes the next year. And then you missed on trench players that you needed to build the core of the team, the trenches up. So th the draft to me is how you build a team. Um, I've always said you build a team through the draft and then through sprinkling in free agents while keeping your own. Right. When you get to a certain level, your team's already built, you're maintaining. You can't miss on draft picks because that's the way – you restock players re and continue to keep your team intact. You get contract yeah. friendly uh, players who are Correct. starters in the first, second, and third round. So I would say that to me, the draft, you don't want to overpay someone else's used goods right. if they're not quality. Um, and that's what free agency is. That's why I think you saw this team go through free agency the way they did um, last uh, last or this offseason where they didn't really only sign one guy to a really big contract, not right. named Chris Lindstrom, and that was an extension. But the draft, man, is very important. It's yeah. very important. And you gave and you gave the perfect example, honestly, with the 16-17 the, the team that, again, it had their kind of cornerstone pieces set and they couldn't miss in the draft because – they had a lot of money allocated at that point to Matt Ryan. They had a lot of money allocated at that point to Julio Jones and guys of that nature. So, like you said, at, at that point in, in, in where the Atlanta Falcons were, because it goes back to where you're saying it depends on where they are, where they were at that point in time, they didn't necessarily have the 
a, a lot of money to supplement the team with free agents. So they had so the it made the draft picks that much more important. And that's why it was. And that's why, like you said, it really hamstring them when they were missing on draft picks at that point in time, because at that point in time, that was a the, one of the most key times you couldn't be uh, missing on draft picks. So, no, that was that was a that was a perfect example. But I agree. Look, you can for where the Falcons are now. It really could go either way because it, it really is two sides of it. It's really a two-sided coin. You have a lot invested draft stock-wise on on the offensive side. And on the defensive side, you have a lot of money, a lot of free agent dollars invested on the defensive side of the football. So, you, like I said, you can really make argument for both. And uh, I think we did a good job of, of doing that. And that's why the I think the conversation is so interesting. But I think... We won't have to worry about it either way because I think both sides will perform and I think we are set to have a very, very fun and a very good year for the Atlanta Falcons. 